Welcome to Forefront Radio, Forefront's new podcast series featuring philanthropic, nonprofit, and sector leaders who are making a difference in Illinois and beyond. Forefront is unique for being the nation's only regional association that represents both philanthropy and nonprofits, as well as their advisors and other allies of the sector. Our mission is to build a vibrant social impact sector that improves the quality of life for all the people of Illinois. Learn more about Forefront and how to join at myforefront.org join. I'm Eric Weinheimer, President and CEO of Forefront. Today on Forefront Radio, we'll have a conversation with Irene Pritzker, founding member and president of the IDP Foundation, an early leader in the impact investing space and a member of Forefront's Social Innovation Roundtable. Irene, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So Irene, many people have heard the term impact investing, but everyone seems to have a different understanding on what exactly it means. So can you sketch out how IDP Foundation defines impact investing? Well, at the IDP Foundation, we view impact investing as investments made into organizations or companies or enterprises or funds with the intention to generate not only financial return, but also a positive social and environmental return. We don't view these uh, returns as mutually exclusive. Um, We view them as complementing one another. And how does IDP Foundation align its investment strategy with its mission? We have aligned it with the help from our financial advisors, who are all dedicated to impact investing. Uh, They choose products that are consistent with our demand for investment opportunities that can integrate environmental, social, and or governance criteria. Typically, foundations invest their endowment towards risk-adjusted returns, trying to grow the corpus so that there is money to give away the following year. But when we invest, we are also looking for market rate returns, but as well as that, we're looking for investments in entities that have a positive impact in the world around us. Now, you have a long history of making socially motivated investments. How did you develop such a strong conviction that investments can play an important role in addressing social issues? Well, believe it or not, I did not always have this strong Hmm. conviction. I've reached this point thanks in part to my daughter, uh, Liesl Pritzker-Simmons, and co-founder of the IDP Foundation, who has been a strong young voice and a leader in championing the fast-growing impact investing space. Um, She pushed me into learning a great deal more about how to demand accountability from the companies and entities that I might be uh, considering for investment. And in hindsight, and watching the extraordinary growth of this sector, I'm grateful that she did. So my perspective on choosing investments, uh, what I expect from our managers, has changed really thanks to her persistence. But now I'm a true believer. Obviously, (laughs) which is great. Um, At first, this shift uh, presented a lot of challenges for our wealth advisors and because they were very limited by the types of traditional money managers that were tracked on their company platform. Um, However, our wealth advisors could see that there was a real increase in consumer demand for some more social impact measurement 
and as well as really strong expectation for continued market rate returns. So they were really ahead of the game and actually as a testament to their ingenuity moved their operations to a company much more committed to the impact investment space. As a result now about 90% of our investments are mission aligned with the overall philosophy of the IDP Foundation. And here is uh, the kicker. We've been tracking our portfolio's performance versus traditional benchmarks since 2014. And our portfolio's performance has significantly mm. outperformed traditional benchmarks. Um, it's energizing and rewarding to see these types of results. And as I understand it from a lot of the literature that is now being produced, in fact, this is the trend. Um, when 2008 uh, fiasco happened in the mar stock market, people who were invested in impact products actually did not hmm. lose anywhere near the amount of money. It's so fascinating. We hear that over and over mm. again about the fact that people are able to achieve market rate returns and also have a social impact through their investing, which is which is terrific. So. Recently, as you know, the Chicago Community Trusts and the MacArthur Foundation and the Calvert Foundation, they've just announced Benefit Chicago, which aims to mobilize $100 million in impact investments for nonprofits and social enterprises working throughout Chicago. Could you describe the factors that are driving impact investing toward the mainstream? You mentioned the influence of your daughter. What, you know, talk to us a little bit. What do you think is really driving this growth? Well, I think that it, it, it is being driven by consumer demand, and that consumer demand is, most, is mostly coming from the millennials. They are much more interested in companies that have social and environmental impact, companies that make the world a better place, and they're putting their investments behind these types of enterprises. They're twice as likely to buy stock in a company that insists on fair labor practices, for instance, that, that is scrutinizing its supply chain carefully. Um, they're more likely to check product packaging to be sure that what they're buying is environmentally friendly or is a product that's sustainably sourced. So they're looking for and choosing to invest in companies that are not only profitable but are also responsible when it comes to the planet and, and to human rights. I don't think it's exclusive to the millennials, but I think they're the huge drivers of this change. They're forcing the mindset to shift and even how we communicate, for example, through social media. I think this all plays a part in this. So some of the individuals who are skeptical about impact investing. They cite their concern about uh, what impact impact investing will have on traditional philanthropy to charitable organizations. So how do you view that relationship between philanthropy and impact investing? Well, we view the relationship as, as a complement of one another. We think that philanthropy and impact investing are very can be very closely related. If you give smart, if you are really being strategic about the type of philanthropy you want to engage in. Um, 
So a great example of this would, uh, approach would be the IDP Rising Schools program, which is a program of our foundation, which we developed in Ghana as a very innovative financing model for improving low-fee private schools that serve the most poor. So these are all existing schools that actually are filling a huge gap in the world uh, where governments are not reaching old children. Um, we did this by creating a very strong partnership with a local financial institution called Sanapiaba. And this is a case of where we viewed our philanthropic dollars as risk capital to try to develop a sustainable program that would both open and de-risk a new market. Um, we funded all the costs associated with developing the program, funding an initial loan portfolio, and ran a pilot study over three years. When we started the pilot, we chose 105 existing but very, very poor primary schools that were reaching children not reached by government schools, and in those schools were 27,000 children. Now, thanks to a very successful pilot, the program is scaling very quickly and to date almost 470 schools serving about 115,000 children have been through the IDP Rising Schools program. Um, fortunately for us, the philanthropic investment that we made has resulted in a viable, profitable and sustainable financial model with the right financial partner and it could be replicated around the world and serve as a an education financing model. But there is absolutely no doubt that our experiment could have resulted in massive failure. But this is a case where we were able to use philanthropy, our philanthropic dollars, to create something that would not remain aid-dependent, but indeed be a scalable, replicable and sustainable program and at the same time have huge social impact uh, and implications for education on a global scale. So this is the kind of approach we like to support with our philanthropic gifts and also our investments where we always want our philanthropic dollars to leverage into something that is much, much more sustainable, moves away from aid. And so the, the return on the investments is generated from the fees, from the, the low fees from the students at the private schools, is that correct? Well, the, what we did when we started the program, we said, okay, as part of this grant, never mind just creating the program and figuring out what it needs to look like, we'll fund a loan portfolio. So we de-risked the entire loan portfolio. So we took a $500,000 grant uh, to put into the loan portfolio. And now the Sanapiaba, the financial Ghanaian financial institution, took that. We were able to slightly discount the rate because we didn't want to create a false picture of what this would look like. But we understood that this is a market that's never been addressed. Um, the only way you could ever offer a business loan to a school like this was to figure out how to give them financial literacy and school management training um, and factor the cost of delivering that training into the interest rate of the loan. But even so, we were still able to be profitable by lower, slightly lowering the interest rate of the loan. And the way that the financial institution is making money from this 
is from the loan repayment. Mm. We had over a 93% loan repayment. Mm. Um, and that's, that's just continued to be the case as we scale up. So with the loan money, what the uh, school owners are, d are doing is improving the infrastructure, increasing the enrollment, buying school buses, buying the land that the school is on, building toilets, um, and generally improving the environment in which children can learn. And so what we like about it is that by taking our, our grant and saying, okay, we are going to take a really big risk with this money. We could lose everything. But if we give a grant to somebody, we don't have that money anyway. So why not see what we can do to experiment, to do something that hasn't really been tried before? I know the answer to this next, next question, but I'm still gonna ask it because, uh, well, what fires you up most about your work? Well, I think, I think what I get really excited about is seeing how our philanthropy and investment strategies work in tandem with one another. We utilize the program-related investment, or the PRI, vigorously because we see its enormous advantages, not only for us, but also the recipient organization of funding from us. Then, and often these organizations would rather an investment than a grant. Often they want to see convertible debt, they don't want a grant. So uh, we see that both our grants and investment engage with specific enterprises that have enormous potential for growth and that value social and environmental change and have the potential of giving us both a strong social and financial return. So we've been kind of, we're really happy with how this has evolved. I won't say that it was a strategic plan from the beginning. Mm. A lot of this is a discovery process, particularly in terms of how we invest, because we were saying, well, wait a minute, if we don't like aid-based programs in the way we grant, and we want to see sustainability, and we want to see social impact that can be scaled, then why are we not doing that with the way we invest the corpus of the foundation? Well, first of all, congratulations on your terrific work that you have been doing through your foundation. You are a leader, truly a leader, in the impact investing space and, and really the how you embraced these innovative ways of making uh, sustainable, scalable change for so many people. So congratulations to you. And thank you for being here today. And thank you for your great engagement with Forefront. Thank you. My pleasure. Awesome. I'm happy to be here. For more information on Forefront's work in promoting impact investing and social enterprise, and to learn more about our Social Innovation Roundtable, visit myforefront.com slash our work. Be sure to subscribe to Forefront Radio on iTunes so you don't miss an episode, or find us via SoundCloud. If you like what you heard, send us a tweet at MyForefront. <laughs>